Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. An iconic Chicago hip-hop album turns 10. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. Even better than I was the last time, baby. We back. I'm good. I'm good. Better than I was the last time, baby. We back, and 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 we back. Chance the Rapper's groundbreaking mixtape Acid Rap is celebrating its 10th anniversary, and he's just announced a big concert in Chicago for the occasion. Acid Rap was a major milestone in Chancellor Bennett's journey from Chicago kid with a love for hip-hop and to international star. A star that we should note who built a career on his own terms, independent of major record labels. His third mixtape, Coloring Book, won the Grammy for Rap Album of the Year in 2017, the first time a streaming-only album won a Grammy. Here to tell us more about Chance the Rapper and the impact that he's had on popular music is Ayana Contreras, content director of WBEZ's sister station, Vocalo, and one of Chance's early mentors. Ayana, this album's been out for 10 years. Do you remember where you were when you first heard it? No, not at all. But, (laughs) I mean, I do remember everything that led up to that moment and sort of feeling almost like a graduation of sorts. Ooh, do tell. that makes sense. Um, You know, I remember watching him. I worked at the U Media space at the Harold Washington Library uh, while he was still in high school. He attended Jones College Prep at that time. And I... He, we had a thing called Lyricist Loft where they would perform songs. And so watching him perform prom night in front of like, you know, 30 kids and um, stopping the tape to redo it because he wanted that performance to be perfect. Mm. You know, um, watching his sense of humor, his dynamic nature and remembering when he told us he wasn't going to go to college, but he was going to go full into this music thing for a whole year with the support of his parents. Um this was the end of that year, ah, okay. essentially. Wow. And that's what came out of it. Already seeing what kind of young man he was going to be, right? Absolutely. I, I mentioned a moment ago, Ayana, you were one of his mentors. So talk to us about your relationship with Chance. So, I mean, yeah, it's obviously very different than probably most of the city. And I wasn't the only one. Um, there's some folks who aren't with us anymore. And probably most importantly, Brother Mike from the U Media Space, really critical to um, making Chance into the artist and humanitarian that he is uh, in terms of mentors. And uh, Avery R. Young also was an early mentor of him in terms of his poetry, his writing, his ability in that realm. Um, Avery R. Young, Chicago's first poet laureate. Yes. um, A good friend of mine as well. I think, you know, I was able to mentor him in a sense of being a safe adult who recognized him as a talented individual and not a kid to control or to kind of knock the kind of, I don't know what you would call it, joie de vivre out of him. Because I feel like sometimes schools are set up that way to kind of sand off the quote-unquote rough edges Mm -hmm. of people. And sometimes that's what the creativity is. And that's so important, Ayana, even not just school, but getting into the music industry, right? We we hear stories all the time of, of child stars or, you know, young artists coming up and and talking about sometimes horror stories of of what it was like in the early days 
with the adults that were around them. Right. I mean, that's the great thing about Umedia in particular was that it was outside of the mentors and, of course, the librarians, the only there were no adults. It was just youth in the space. So there weren't any there wasn't anybody trying to, like, you know, poach these kids Mm -hmm. or sign them into predatory contracts or anything like that. Just people who were really invested in their development as people. Yeah. So how would you say he grew from the 16 year old that you first met to this You know, I mean, I think one of the things that this mixtape showcases is his ability um, to, like, sort of basically build a record label around himself. I mean, I think a lot has been said about him not signing to a major label even to this day and not really, you know, like, self-distributing a lot of that original work. Um, But it wasn't just him. It was that machine that he built with, you know, like, really talented young scrappy kids um from columbia college and just around him Mm -hmm. in that that really heady brew of chicago creativity from that moment like austin vesley who did his early videos super talented videographer but at that time they were like kids like literally literally Yeah. yeah well did you have any doubts back then about this album this mixtape being successful I mean, what is success? I mean, is it successful as a strong work of art that is representative of that moment in his life and the life of, you know, all the folks who are a part of it? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Is it going to like catch on like with wild, like wildfire for the greater community? Who knows? Mm-hmm. There are so many factors often that have nothing to do with the quality of the work as to whether something becomes sort of the, you know, artistic, I don't know what you would call it, like zeitgeist, whether it catches yeah. that or not. And a lot of that has to do with, you know, the man, the establishment. <laughs> and perhaps we can categorize it as a, a success in, in launching him into who he is today. I think in terms of putting him, his name on sort of the map of Chicago creativity, putting him in that family tree squarely for everyone, I think does that. I think that it did do that in a lot of ways. What's your favorite song on um, the mixtape? You know, Cocoa Butter Kisses, just because I have a very, like, I just... He used to, I don't think he smokes anymore, but he definitely used to smoke. And <laughs> while we ponder on that, let's listen to some of Cocoa Butter Kisses. Cigarettes on cigarettes, my mama think I stink. I got burn holes in my hoodies, all my homies think it stink. I miss my cocoa butter kisses. All right, so you got to tell us more, Ayana, about why this is your favorite song on Chance's Acid Rap Mixtape. I mean, it's a very, in a lot of ways, very intimate song. You know, like a lot of them are intimate in their own way, but this one just definitely feels like you're a person who's on the cusp of adulthood in a lot of ways, like just entering, like stepping into adulthood. And you're like nostalgic in a way Mm -hmm. for some of those things that you might not even think should garner nostalgia, but it does. You know, yeah, um, I, I like that aspect. of I mean, If you think back to 10 day, right, like prom night is literally I mean, he was writing in real time, but it also captures sort of the heartstrings of that moment. Yeah. You know, love that. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, 
Chance the Rapper's sophomore mixtape Acid Rap turns 10 this week. That album helped catapult the Chatham-born musician to international stardom. His third album, Coloring Book, won the 2017 Grammy for Best Rap Album, which was the first streaming-only record to win a Grammy. And we are here talking with our colleague, Ayana Contreras from Vocalo. She was one of Chance's early mentors. I just want to clarify, because this is a lot of people think that 10 Day was his first mixtape and it wasn't his first one. It was 5 Day, which was based on a like five day suspension that he actually had that I remember when he had it. Really? And he recorded <laughs> it at U Media. I have a copy of it. And so 5 Day was a precursor and then 10 Day came out. So then does it make Acid Rap the third? Technically, yes. Ah. Although 5 Day, I think sometimes every once in a while someone will put it up on SoundCloud or something, but most people don't have access to that. See, and that's something most people wouldn't know because, then, other than their early mentor of Chance the Rapper. Or a lot of those kids <laughs> who were taking those CDRs and little plastic, plastic sleeves. You yeah, know? for sure. <laughs> Way back when. So last year, I was super jealous. You and other Vocalo staff, you sat down with Chance for an awesome interview. How much did that mean to you, Ayana, to just be able to see his growth and just the, the fruits of his labor? Well, I think, you know, like I said, I remember when he made that choice, bright kid, not to go to college, not even, but to really, really focus full time like it's a job onto this career, which I thought he had a, a good shot at at least making a living for himself. Yeah. You know, and to see what actually wound up happening, how he and his comrades were able to take advantage of sort of like the digital distribution age and just like really, really, like, capture that zeitgeist as we were talking about. Mm -hmm. It was great. But not only that, I know he had gone through a lot of personal struggles in, like, those past few, in the in the interim between the time I had seen him last. And to see him really in a good space was nice. Yeah. At that point, how long had it been since you two had seen each other? I want to say maybe 2013 at the very latest because he would because you know after oh, so he graduated years he, he had been many years he'd you know he'd pop in and out of the U media space after he graduated but then i hadn't seen him in real life for quite some time so during that same visit chance talked about the impact that educators can have on a child's development so i want to play a little bit of his exchange here with vocalo host nudia hernandez i'm sure there's so many habits or attitudes that are built out of a teacher's response to a kid misbehaving. I did air quotes for people yeah. that are listening. <laughs> but, like, you know, that, like, could mess up somebody for the rest of their life. You know what I'm saying? Was that the thing? Like, you always were, like, no matter what happens, like, I feel, like, in my soul, like, this is going to happen for me. Like From day one. So there's always that confidence there. Yeah. So you talked earlier about uh, the relationship between you and Chance and, and other mentors who are, are no longer with us now. Did you see that that impact that teachers and, and schooling had on him in general? Like, were you able to see that on him? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the things I did not know until that interview, that if you listen to that full interview, is he told me that I was one of the few people who believed in him. I did not know that. People never forget that stuff. I mean, Ayana. it's true. And I think about that so much in my work with youth over the years. How many of those kids who you don't know their names, but they just need somebody to believe in them to help them get over that gap? You know, like they're, they could go either way. Um, I mean, yeah, that really hit me because all these years, I'm glad that he knew yeah. that I believed in him. That makes sense because you hear a lot of confidence in him. In that interview, I mean, is that confidence that you saw in Young Chance? He had not been trampled down by life. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I think kids are naturally at least they at least believe that the best for them is possible until someone proves to them otherwise. And sometimes that happens very early. Sometimes it happens later in life. I don't know that he uh, I think he had a certain amount of of bravado and not in a negative way, but in a am going to puff my chest out and show you the very best, most confident version of myself. Even if I'm not really right. living it, I'm going to fake it till I make like it confident, not cocky. No, never that. Yeah. But I do feel like he had sometimes, sometimes it's hard. You know what I mean? Like you have to be your own best cheerleader sometimes. Oh, and yeah. I felt that in him sometimes. Much of his uh, career revolves around him being independent from, mm-hmm. from a record label, right? So, right? so some of that comes with, with the game as well. Uh, with your experience when it comes to music, artists, the music industry, what did you think when you first heard that he wanted to stay independent? I am from a generation where Chicago was consistently overlooked, especially in the urban realm, um, for opportunities to get signed to labels. I mean, we can count on maybe two hands the artists that got major label deals that actually had traction mm. um, from like that generation of like the late 90s to the very early aughts. And we we loved that they did, but it didn't happen nearly enough. And so if he wanted to try and do it in a different way, I was like, more power to you. You know what I mean? Like at mm-hmm. that point, uh, Facebook was barely, a th- I mean, it was a thing, but it wasn't like the sort of huge thing that it was. It was still, it had just left the uh, college realm. Right. Right. And my space was teetering out and it was like Instagram was a, what's that? So Black Planet probably faded by then. It was gone. Yeah. <laughs> so like thinking about like that moment that he was able to, you know, like I said, with his collective kind of like capture that moment and utilize it to the fullest and early streamers. Right. Like that was also crucial because that's the thing, like the the the, the um, most people ex- experienced it through streaming. That's very different from, you know, CD sales or any other way to get it. And even I think it was only on iTunes, like from an illegal, somebody posted it illegal. It wasn't from him. Oh, okay. So you couldn't originally, like you could download it on, I think, is it Chance Raps still? But like originally, like on his little website and that was it. It wasn't, and it wasn't for sale. So he wasn't selling it. Wow. Well, moving forward, is there anything that you would say Chance still has to prove? In the arena of music? Oh, man, we're not allowed to curse. Um, No, absolutely not. I mean, I think (laughs) he's continuing on this path. He's doing what it does. He's making opportunities for himself. I I never think artists have anything to prove unless they have something to prove to themselves. If they're true to themselves. That's 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 the key. So how's Chance going to be celebrating this 10 year anniversary of Acid Rap? So I know that he just announced this uh, concert in August at the uh, United Center, I know it is always a dream for him to be able to sell out the United Center, and I, I'm, I'm going to put some happen? money on it. Oh, absolutely! I mean, I don't think he, unless he's selling the tickets for like a thousand dollars. I mean, I think he's definitely going to sell it out. I mean, August nineteenth, he's on the Voice, man. Like he's got that crossover appeal for days. Oh yeah. Are there plans for for Vocalo to 
cover the concert? Or? I don't know. I'll text him and see what's going on. <laughs> yeah, you guys are on a texting yeah. DM basis, right? Be, absolutely, yes. <laughs> totally. Uh, so tell us before you go, where can folks hear more Vocalo? And also check out that interview with Chance. Well, you know, uh, if you have an HD radio, WBEZ HD2, we're at 91.1 FM and Vocalo.org streaming all over the place. If you check in that little search box, Chance the Rapper, a whole bunch of stuff will come up because we've been following him for a very long time. Let's go out on my favorite song. Well, not my favorite song, but the title of the mixtapes track featuring the multi-talented Donald Glover, a.k.a. Childish Gambino. Chance, acid rapper, soccer, hacky sacker, cocky, khaki, jacket, jacker, slap, happy, slapper, whoop, whoop, a rocky rocket launcher, shake that laffy taffy, jolly raunchy rapper, dang, 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 ski, 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 she do that thing for three retweets, the album feel like 92, then take that bomb for heat, three peat, chance, oh, Ayana Contreras is Vocalo Radio's content director. Thank you, Ayana. Thank you. This is my favorite song. You just don't know the words, but I still f- with you. You just ain't never heard. It go like count that stack, pop that captain down that jack. All my This episode of Reset was produced by Michael Liptrot, and it was edited by Andrew Merriweather and Maha Ahmed. That'll do it for Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Have a lovely weekend. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.